Hey, this is Dillian Harper, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who is full-blown nude from the waist down and is currently jacking his boner off with a fistful of Nickelodeon gack. That's <laughs> Jeff Clark. Hey, what's up? Is that the sticky stuff? <laughs> and the slime. It's like the slime. Uh, Gak actually might have been... No, that was, I'm thinking of Flown. I haven't even introduced you, Shuddy. Sorry. Who is transmitting to us from a secret bun- bunker underneath Eagle Stadium. That is the one and only bearded booger-eating linebacker known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. So, Gak was the slime, but I didn't know that Gak was a slang term. Also... For oh, cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. I didn't learn so, that until older. Like, my friends were like, hey, you want to score some gack tonight? I'm like, the slime? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, dude, cocaine. I'm like, oh, still, yeah. <laughs> my reaction my reaction doesn't change any. My excitement yeah. is, is the same either way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it a real party. Slime and coke. That'd be awesome. I want to, I, you know what? We all have to really just cross our fingers right now that John Cooper is a hit beyond all of our wildest expectations so I can throw Gak and Gak parties in the Hollywood Hills. Gak squared. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get my fucking uh infinity pool drained and we're going to fill that with Nickelodeon Gak and then we're going to do a bunch of cocaine, jump in it and then unable to escape, drown. Yeah, and this would have to be like the hangover times too. <laughs> Isn't that the highest grossing rated R comedy ever? I have that right, right? It might be. I don't know. I saw it I like have three times it. in the theater. I loved that movie when it first came out. Yeah, it is a solid one. You guys probably like Barbie yeah. more though, huh? No. The Hangover no. is the highest R rated comedy of all time, according to the internet. And Barbie was PG 13, Jeff, you idiot. I'm just saying, what's a better movie, Barbie or The Hangover? The Hangover. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Guys. Which, by the way, you did win the poll on Twitter. Starsky and Hutch got more votes than Barbie. Probably wasn't by a wide enough gap than it should have been, but whatever. Um, Guys, got a big uh, life development. Did you shark? Finally admitting to having a micro penis. Nope. Not going to publicly admit that. However, (laughs) I guess this morning, the other day, like a week or so ago, uh, I I looked at my license plate and I noticed, because that's where the registration stickers are in California, that my registration had been expired since May of 2021. And I was driving out, driving around 
with an unregistered car. I, I had insurance though. What a rebel you but are. You would you would think with how much Southern Cali- California specifically and Southern California likes to give tickets for absolutely anything they can, as evidenced by Kevin's 23 jaywalking tickets, that sometime in the last three years, you would have gotten pulled over for having an expired registration. You would think that. I didn't drive, well, I was going to say during the pandemic, but that was kind of coming out of the pandemic, right? May of 2021. Yeah. Um, I don't drive that much. And after I realized this and started to get into the process of renewing my registration when I had to drive around anyways with an unregistered car, I started like trying to like look for the stickers and like, man, is it like that hard to like see someone else's sticker or to see that they're driving an unregistered car? It actually is like it, they, they are small stickers and it is something like you got to really be focused on. You think like how many fucking cars are on the street? I don't think a cop would ever really look at it. They might. So, so it kind of makes sense. Several years ago, Pennsylvania got rid of the stickers on their plates. Maybe just so there was a cop behind you who saw that your car was unregistered and then they ran the plate and they're like, well, he is a registered sex offender. So I guess it's a wash. He's registered for something. We got him in the system. Man, you really crowbarred that lame ass joke. Yeah, and I, I, I don't even feel good about that joke. That's because you're Normally usually the one getting hit with that shrapnel. Normally, it's fun when we make those jokes about Jeff, but that did seem a little forced, Kevin. Whatever, Shuddy. I am. I'll, I'll be better when I to... when I make the similar one for you. Okay. I am closer to having my car registered. I'm not going to the DMV. Fuck that. Wait, I thought I, I thought you had you sent it in the group text that you you were like, guys, I've officially registered my car. So you didn't? Well, I've officially paid, and they've. Oh, so they haven't sent you the new sticker. They're processing the payment, but they have to send the sticker. Yeah. Which they didn't do when I, last time I I renewed my registration. So who knows if I even get a sticker this time around. I don't know. That's weird. Are Are you sure you're registering the right address? I am very sure I'm registering the right address. Cause like, that's like one of the first things I looked at, Kevin. I've never got like, I, I don't have a reminder set or anything. I'm like, Oh, it's been a year. Time to pay the DMV again. It's like they send the thingy. And I just write a check and send it back. Wait, you write checks? You don't just do it online? No. It's kind of crazy. I haven't written a check in years. Well, whatever. I haven't. It's probably been about 10 years since I've even had a check in my possession for my bank account. I don't know if I've, yeah, I don't know if I've had a check since moving to California. I write a a handful of checks every year. Get the fuck out of here, you weirdo. I mean, I, I pay my taxes with checks. I, I just do mine through two or turbo tax and oh. my bank account. Look at you, fancy Electronics. Like... <laughs> Man, Look at you really are an Jeff. old motherfucker, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty so much. So writing checks. Uh, I was very... Surprise! There was not a significant fine to register my car. It was only four hundred eighty-three dollars. Yeah, because I fucking 
I think I told told this story. Yeah, registration is expensive in California, Shuddy. Uh, yeah, like I think it's like one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars regularly. So four eighty three for not doing it for three years is kind of like, oh, all right. So, so they back charge you for the years you didn't register. I, I yeah, I'd have to assume so. It's not usually this expensive, and, and it goes by like car car year and car model, I believe. Right, Kevin? Like, don't you? Do you remember what you get charged for registration? I don't, but I I know it's it's more than one hundred and fifty dollars. It's fucking expensive every year. It's like a couple hundred. Right. Yeah, I did. I do think there was like a slight penalty there. Because I I, but, I I think I told you guys about this when I first moved to L.A. I just took my time of get getting like California license and register like just officially changing over all my documents. And when I finally was just like, all right, it, it's been long enough. I got to go get this handled. I was honest on my forms about when I moved to L.A. And they fucking find my ass. And I think it was a lot. I think it was like they find me like $1,000 for not fucking doing it day one when I moved here. I was like, God damn it. That's what you get for fucking. That is money. insane. I My registration, it's, I, I didn't have anything to chime in on Jeff. The the three years is a little much, but <laughs> yeah, my registration expired in September and I didn't renew it until the end of January. Damn. Uh, and I also drove around for approximately two months on an expired driver's license while the ex- <laughs> registration in the car was expired. So and you need to drive for your car or for your job, right? Yeah, my driver's license expired after my birthday this past year, and I didn't realize it. Uh, yeah, if they're if they're not on point with their their letters, being like, "Hey, you need to re up your shit," I'm not I'm not remembering. Um, I can't be so left on my own devices. I I did, it expired the end of December. I didn't renew it until the beginning of last week or a week and a half ago. So I have to go this week to have my new picture taken. Well, you know what they say, uh, go get your DMV picture taken looking as high as possible. So that way when cops pull you over, if you're super high and then they look at the license, they're like, Oh, that's just what this guy looks like. You look normal. Yeah. All right. Everything checks out here. You barely have eyeballs. Good day, sir. That's a great idea. I, uh, like, speaking about, like, moving to L.A., I was just thinking back to when I got my med card, like, my first year having my med card, and how much weed has changed in L.A. Like, I don't know, Jeff, you moved here not too long after I did, so you were around when... They, when you went to a dispensary, they would just have jars of all the different strains that were available, and you they would like pop them open, let you sniff them, and they'd be like, "All right, I'll take an eighth of that," and then they would just get those chopsticks, pluck bud buds out, weigh them on a scale, and then it's when it was like, "All right, that's an eighth," they'd scoop it up into one of those little plastic squeeze pop top bottles with like a little printed label on it, and just give it to you. I'd still go to those that a place like that. Oh okay. yeah, because you go to one of those like illegal ones. Eh, we'll go. Um, it's kind of like traditions, like my college bar. <laughs> he'll, 
We'll talk about that yeah, in the you'll, Easter egg. You'll hear that later after the end theme. Yeah. But uh yeah, so so now like after after it went wreck, you know, they now they have everything is pre weighed, pre bagged, pre sealed, and like super they're, lame. They're getting it's almost super lame. But they're getting really fancy with the labels and stuff and like the bags that you could buy it in. They're getting real gimmicky, which, you know, makes a little giz come out of my pants. My brother gimmick. My brother, there was a med men by his barber shop that he used to go to to like re up on gummies. My brother will do a gummy here or there. Yeah. And they temporarily closed it. Why? For shady shit or like non compliance or whatever the fuck? He said he looked it up and he said that they're doing really bad financially. Oh, shit. And on Google, it says temporarily closed. Wow. But. I, mean, I, I, showed, I don't know the full story. I probably shouldn't have brought it up. So sorry. I sh- I showed you guys that that <laughs> bag of Bible weed that I got right. No. Uh, think it was like this sh- the standard weed packaging, but it, it it was like made to look like a book, and it had like a flap that you would open, and then it looked like pages, like Bible pages, and the the on the right hand side it was it was clear, so you could see through it and see the nugs. And it was really fucking good weed. It was like 39% THC. Like it would knock you on your fucking ass. And um, I, that place is in Culver City. And I went there like in person for the first time and saw just how gimmicky their shit has gotten. Like I texted you guys a picture of it. But this is the weed that I bought. For people not on YouTube, it is a bag perfectly in the shape of like one of those Kikoman soy sauce bottles. And it like You refer to something else of the bottle, right? I'm going through all of our pictures seeing if I can find it. Oh the yeah, the Bible stuff. But yeah, it has like all the weed is just in this bottom portion here, and this is where like, you know, the, the ziplock thingy is. Oh, the zip is at the in the middle of it. So yeah. The, so that all that up there is just empty. Fucking it's just puffing out the window. Yeah. All flap. And this was the last one they had. I bought the last one, but they had all these other crazy... They had one that was a gigantic gremlin just destroying Tokyo. And it had... I I don't understand how they get away with using, you know, um, registered IPs. Like, I think I showed you guys that Lorax joint that I bought once. It's like, really? Dr. Seuss is chill with you guys selling Lorax joints? But It's the, probably one of those... Ride it until somebody says something. Yeah. And then we'll Once stop. Once we get a cease and desist, we'll stop doing it. And the liquor authority finds out about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even going back to old school MSPH days when we used to do baking with Jeffy cakes all the time, that was also kind of like a, a sign of the times. They, it almost used to be like a gimmick. Like, hey, come check out our dispensary. We have medicated ice cream. We have medicated honey straws like medicated frozen pizzas and i used to go spend all this time on weed maps looking around for new things i could buy for the next session of baking with jeffy cakes and it got to a point where like i think we fucking tried everything and i was thinking about it when i was at the dispensary this time and i think that was just a fad it was like a weed fad you know like they threw the everything in the kitchen fucking sink at us edible wise and everybody's just like yeah you know what we like gummies 
And now everything is just gummies. There's no cool things to yeah. carry on the torch of bacon with Jeffy cakes. So the the selection of edibles has gone down. Yeah, it's, it's pretty all... much just all these different brands of gummies, and they've got some pretty pretty like strong ones. Like Carl got these ones that were they're almost, they almost look like Starburst, but the guy was like, these taste really good. Um, they're the ones that taste the most like candy, and they're they're pretty fucking they're pretty diesel. They're pretty hardy. And they look like Starburst, but they have almost like nerds pressed into the top of them. So it's crunchy and chewy. And um, I think I might still be high from the one that I ate last night. And I, I haven't had a chance to try them, but we discussed this once when they got introduced on MSPH. And I found the Mike Tyson ear edibles. I'm so fucking angry that you haven't tried them. It's been like two days... And you Bacon obviously you don't no deserve way. them if you haven't tried them yet. Good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to try them because I, you know, I'm useless once I get stoned. So I save it for the end of the night. And when I ate that, I wanted to try that other one because they were they were like they have ten milligrams of THC, but also five milligrams of CBN, which is like the super heavy sleepy stuff. Which I think is why it knocked me out so quick and fucking I'm still feeling hazy. You know, over feeling a little twelve hours here. later. Yeah. Um, it got me good. But we talked about these Mike Tyson edibles when he launched them. And you I don't even think you could get them in California. But they're you know, they're ears. They're gummy ears, and they all have a chunk taken out of them making fun of the assault he performed on Evander Holyfield. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Kevin. Good job, buddy. Sports. So what flavor what are what flavor are those? So they're green apple. They're okay, that would make sense based on the packaging. Ten milligrams a pop. And when I, I was asking the the bud tender about them and she was like, Yeah, you know, they're just gummies. Uh, they are made with, with, uh, solventless ice water hash, but nobody buys them cause they look like ears. It's like, really? That, that, nope. that's like a big... buys them. That, that's the drawback is like, uh, I don't want the, the ear gummies. Yeah. I wonder that if seems people to be why I would want to buy them. Yeah. Uh, do people not get the uh, reference? Do they not get the joke? Do they not know that they're uh, Mike you... Tyson edibles? These two gummies are exactly the same, but this bag is round and this bag is ears with a bite taken out of them. I'll take the ears, please. Like, what the fuck? I don't. I guess, I guess it's a turnoff to people. She said they don't really sell, so I fucking bought a, a bag of them. But no, we can't do are baking they- with Kevin cakes because we all know what happens when I get high. I shut the fuck up. I get all weird and quiet, and it doesn't go well with podcasting. Are they big or are they? They feel, yeah, they, they they feel a little bigger than than most 10 milligram gummies. But I don't know. I, the fucking terminology not, of a lot of this shit is annoying too. Like, oh, it's got terpenes. Like, they should have come up with cooler words for like pot science. Well, terpenes is a plant term in general. I believe so. Yeah. That's why it's used. They should change uh, that. If it's in weed, change it to something cooler. 
like um, slappy doinks. Like, oh man, this thing's got so much slappy oh, doinks yeah. in it. That's that's so much better. Slappy doinks. I mean, it sounds better than terpenes. Yeah, maybe not. Just need maybe to be not. some slang. But yeah, I, I'll, I can't I'll, create a new word for this. I'll treat it like a cliffhanger. Next week on MSPH, I'll report back. I'll eat one of these motherfuckers tonight. Enough time right. to where it won't just like put me to sleep, or I'll have to stay up and be be all stoned with it. I think, I think what you up. should do is you should eat one as you're editing this episode. Ugh, no, man. I don't want to have another mistake then, episode go up. And then everybody will know how well they, how good they are by the quality of the episode that gets put out. I can't, I can't play with the Puminati's heart like that. I can't have them be the victims of my low weed tolerance. Do you think it's shade. that low? Or do you think you can, or is it getting back up there? How would it get back up there? I don't think so. I will say this. It hasn't been getting worse. My weed tolerance plummeted, but it's been holding steady at bitch made level. I haven't quite reached narc yet, which is like another step down. Carl won't let you, huh? My, My biggest issue is like the first high of the day. So, like, the first time I get stoned for the day, I'm just... Like, my brain just flies out of my ass, and I'm a fucking idiot. But then, once I sort of bounce back and get high... Like, if I start my marijuana ingesting a little earlier than in the day, I I can get stoned again, and I won't be like... I, so I thought you had a question, Shuddy. Sorry. Wait, you should wake and bake and then get in the shower. And that'll, that. Hmm, that's not a bad idea. Even you, out, even you out a little bit. Is that what you do, Shuddy? Allegedly. Hmm. All right. Maybe I'll try that tomorrow. Believe it or not, I actually usually don't wake and bake. Uh, in the more, uh, in the weekends, I will, but not in the weekdays. <laughs> Man, I mean, speaking Try. of speaking of eating things, Jeff, I got to give you props on your pie cakin snack attack on the Patreon. Jesus, we're back on the pie cakin for a third fucking time. I just uh, snack attack. I thought we just talked about it. The Easter egg gave me. Did we talk about it in the Easter egg, Shuddy? We did, and in the text. That's all. that's oh. all. I was just. That would be three. This Man. is third. Right. Shady's, being Shady's a, pissed. Shady's being a real fucking I'm bitch. I'm not today, really huh? pissed. Jesus. Look what you did, Kevin, you piece of shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I did. I just uh, ate Carl's matcha strawberry ganache cookie. Pretty good. Doesn't, not nearly as good as her chocolate on chocolate and chocolate chip. The chocolate chip that she included in the recent batch of cookies was just. It was divine, yeah. and that's really a word I almost never use. They're god tier. Her cookies are fucking legit. You remember that scene in um, Casino when Rob when uh, Robert De Niro gets pissed at these chefs in the kitchen for not having enough blueberries <laughs> and the blueberry muffin? And he thought every every muffin should have 
every bite of the muffin should have blueberries. Yeah. It was maybe it felt like he gave a similar speech to Carl about her chocolate chip cookies. The first time they were fucking great. The next time with all those chocolate chips, it was just like a top tier cookie. One of the, one of the goats. <laughs> well, she'll be, she'll be pumped to hear that. I yeah. mean, that pie caking, cause you told, you told us about it when we went out to dinner which for people who aren't subscribers to the Patreon or familiar with a pie caking, Jeff, what 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 uh what the fuck is that thing? It's the turducken of cakes. Yeah, it's like a dessert version of a turducken. Um the one that I got was a red velvet pie caking. Um my lady actually requested we do that for Valentine's Day. So I had a pretty chill Valentine's Day. That's a keeper. Um yeah um but it's one layer the bottom layer is chocolate pecan pie the middle layer is cherry swirl cheesecake the top layer is a red velvet cake it's all fused together with a vanilla buttercream frosting and there's um red and white sprinkles all over the cake the thing i think it weighs six pounds it's a fucking and there's only one size. Like you can't buy different sizes of it. So we <laughs> bought the one that feeds twelve people. So when and you when you take had, a bite, will you will you take the fork and just slide it down the pointy triangle tip and get a bite of all three cake pie? I have to lay it on its side if I'm gonna try to get all three. But yeah, I've I have i done that. And eating in one single bite, buttercream frosting, red velvet cake cherry cheesecake and chocolate pecan pie all those flavors together in one bite that works it did yeah and i know there's some logic to where too much of a good thing can be a bad thing and i don't know specifically i can't think of like a specific example where that applies but it doesn't apply here to the pie cake and it it was fucking bomb um i gave it a really high score partially on how it tasted and the other part and just like the fucking execution, the idea behind yeah. it. But yeah, it all, it came together great and it tasted delicious. I, I usually wouldn't like, I wouldn't try to get every or all three layers, whatever into one bite. Most times, most times I'm just like chipping away at the fucking pie cake as I eat it. But I mean, it was good no matter how you uh, enjoy your pie cake not sure. Was, finish your thought, because maybe... I was going to say, not sure if I'll ever do it again. Oh, like too I, much? I might, I might bring it to the... Uh, I have to redeem myself next, next Thanksgiving if, if my brother's girlfriend will have me back. But maybe I'll bring a pie cake in there. This cake represents the diversity of this crowd. <laughs> as you can see... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're going to redeem yourself by bringing a dessert that's as diverse as the guests <laughs> yeah we have um, three different cakes here three different desserts just like we have three different ethnicities here at this dinner uh-huh. it is the pie cake and that unites us <laughs> was it worth is it worth the, the cost when compared know. to other cakes that you've had? Uh, no. Just because it, it is so much. 
like not the I mean it costs a hundred dollars, but I've been doing well and <clears throat> not so well in the NBA. It did really well in the NFL. I've been killing it in golf lately. So I was like, fuck it, I'm springing out. I'm I'm hitting the pie cake and for Valentine's Day. My lady my lady wants it, she's gonna get it. Well, yeah, um, I mean that's a that's a Valentine's Day. That that's I, a fair expense for I didn't Valentine's buy her anything. Day. It's like, but, hey, here's the pie cake. A <laughs> hundred bucks for a cake. Oh that thing better knock your socks off. Yeah, did you giz, uh, did you giz it all? Yeah, I had a massive food job. I'll give you that. Okay. It, it was delicious. I mean, if you're not worried about the hundred dollars, and, you know, Hideki... Uh, helped me out last week, so I wasn't that worried about the hundred dollars. Fuck it, whatever. It's a once in a lifetime type thing. I okay. can't. I mean, it is I fun feel to like, say. I mean, I, I, I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna have to buy the Turduncan or Turduncan off of uh, Gold Belly because I feel like I gotta try that once. If I if I eat the pie cake and I gotta do the Turduncan. So they they will they actually sell like a turducken that you can prep yourself. Like they shove a duck's head up a turkey's ass. And then that turkey. I've looked into them. They're, they're expensive too. I think they're $200. The gourmet. All right. It's a gourmet butcher block. All Madden turducken is $200. God damn. Well, if it's the all Madden, that means it has four legs now. It's like the the human centipede of Thanksgiving. (laughs) It comes with a side of dressing. Oh, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's twenty dollars more for a side of dressing. Oh. Serves twenty to twenty-five people. Wow, that's a I lot mean, of burn. Really, so yeah. when you when you break it down at two hundred bucks for twenty people, that's ten dollars a person. That's not all that. Yeah, it's not expensive. terrible. It's not if you reasonable. Got a big crowd coming over for Thanksgiving, and you don't want to do a ton of prep. Seems like. But do you have is is it pre cut or do you just pop like this weird human centipede abomination in your oven and just set oh all right Shuddy's about to show us YouTube viewers you can oh weird dude the, the still... dressing actually looks pretty interesting too you can get cornbread shrimp rice crawfish should be crabfish broccoli casserole <laughs> potato stuffing and rice dressing stuffing. Her rice I'm dressing, excuse me. All of Crawfish that. Shrimp, yeah, yeah, sorry. Fixer. But it's $20 per side. Crawfish and shrimp. Itafui? Itafui? I think I would do the, I would just go basic bitch cornbread dressing, honestly. Shrimp rice is a little too, and crawfish rice is a little too exotic for me. I don't, I don't want to risk that. Broccoli casserole dressing is where I'm leaning, would be leaning. Oh, man, Jeff just barfed in his mouth. Vegetables. Fuck yeah. that. Probably stay away from that one, but I can't hate your choice. You can get three sides. Yeah. So 260 I mean, bucks. Yeah. I don't think three quarts of the dressing, though, is enough for tw- the 20 people. Um, maybe. Can I get like a fucking party ball of dressing? Well, my brother's girlfriend's um, Thanksgiving party, like everyone brought some food. So like, even if the, one of the dressings that I bought just weren't a hit, it wouldn't be like a detriment to the dinner. Dude, if you show up next year at Thanksgiving with 
a turducken and a pie cake in, they they will and a make sombrero. It's like you're the head of the, you're the head of the family now. <laughs> you're now the patriarch. Yeah. Damn right. Start all, calling me T.O. Jeff. All of our all of our last name has just become Clark. <laughs> this is gentrification with the turducken. Gentrification via pie caking and turducken. <laughs> oh man. man. I, 16, I, 18 pounds this motherfucker is. I I, I really want to do it. I just I'm just I'm just a little nervous that I'm gonna get there and no one's gonna eat it. I think at that point you would have to force them. <laughs> just like like get like like a serving a wedding cake. Just get a whole bunch of plates, cut some turducken on it, and just hand it out to everybody. And be like, oh, you ate this, you motherfucker. I wanna watch. I guess the uh the all Madden turducken is it was made in it's made in New Orleans. Oh. That just got People more points. Yeah. yeah. I mean I so, I legit the day after I watched your pie cake and video, Jeff, I did have a dream about pie cake and like I found one at Ralph's. I went to buy it, and the people checking out were so like amazed that a pie cake and exists. They called all the employees over, and everybody was like marveling at it. And then they all started like touching it with their hands and like handling it. And I got bummed out and then woke up. But it did have a profound effect on me. Uh, on Gold Belly, other recommendations from based on my looking at the turducken is the Commander's Palace pecan pie. Oh, do tell, Shuddy. Commander's yeah, that... Palace has a, a whole. You can get their turtle soup. I we I feel like we've done this before. Oh, well, oh, that's Kevin went to Commander's Palace. Yeah, when he yeah. was on New Orleans for a second. I thought <clears throat> that was like the term. Of the, like a, a treat they had, like no, 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 I, I completely forgot about from Commander's Palace. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, I, I, I was like, that sounds familiar, but wow, what a, that sounds like a marvel of 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 confection. Spiced sugarcane lacquered quail is something you can get on Gold Belly from Commander's Palace. Man, yeah, man, I got most of their fucking. They got a lot of stuff here. Veal chop. Oh man! Wild shrimp and cognac. Hey, hey, hey. It's not just print. called a. It's not just called a veal <sighs> chop, Jeff. It's not just called a veal chop. Don't do that shit when somebody else is looking at exactly what you're looking at too. Come on, try it. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Oh, while you're gosh. while you're sounding it out, I'm gonna text it in the group chat so Kevin can see the word. Oh, cool. We got some fun words going on. At. Oh my god! Yeah. This is a tough one. Okay. This is. Beyond tough. I don't even. Whoa. I don't even know. Is that fucking Greek? <laughs> uh, veal chop. It's a veal chop chapatulas. I mean, that's pretty close to where I would have gone with it. I, the T has got to be silent, right? It has. Silent. I mean, veal how... chop chapatulas. How many words start with a with a TCH? T'Challa. I don't even know. Is it like King T'Challa? When I when I start typing in TCH in the Google Chrome browser, 
it doesn't like autofill anything. There's shiitakes, which it's is chapatulis. It's you said it pretty close to. It's a street in Louisiana, in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, wow. What a pain in the ass block. Yeah, for real. Good luck with that when Siri's telling you which which street to turn on. Turn right on. She stutters like me. I'm out of here. You figure it out. If we would have clicked on it, Jeff, it would have given a phonetic pronunciation of the word. Oh, yeah, I see. Chapa, Tula, so. Ma'am. I never knew Emerald was a executive chef commander's palace. At one point. Yes, sir. I don't think I knew that either. Man, this is gonna this is gonna fucking turn this into like a reoccurring dream for me. I'm now gonna I am now officially fucking starving. I'm gonna dream nightly about uh fucking Turduckins and Turducken in a Pycaken. Yeah, shove a Pycaken up my ass whilst I eat a Turducken. And then you can pour gravy on my head. Bukaki me with gravy. I want to be cream pied in my pee hole with gravy and vanilla buttercream frosting. Feel free to chime in at any moment, fellas. Uh, no, I just <laughs> figured we just. <laughs> I was like, we you were just that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just Why having green magic. magic. Okay. Just having some fun over here. Do you guys have you guys ever had like a reoccurring dream? No. I typically don't remember my dreams. I usually I don't either, them. but my my reoccurring ones stick with me. And yeah. Makes the, sense. The, the the one that just keeps I can't fucking shake is just so goddamn weird. It's 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 is almost it, it's not the bike aching, right? No, no, I've only had that one once so far. But like I, I think I just have my own version of the you're at school and you look down and you're in your underpants. Like my my version of that is I'm just going about my daily life where I'm having a conversation with somebody or I'm talking to my mom and then all of a sudden I lose control of my body and mm-hmm. I pull my penis out and I start urinating in inappropriate places. Like I'm it's it's almost always I piss in a sink or I piss in a trash can in front of people. And, and you I, don't piss your you don't piss your bed? It, it happened once when I was 13. Right. I, we talked about, I, I remember talking about this. I remember I, the last time I pissed my bed was, yeah, when I was around that age, 11 or 12, we'll say. Actually, whatever, around that age, 13 maybe. And I had a dream that I was pissing on the White House lawn. And I just let it go. <laughs> I wasn't even really like, I had no political yeah. thoughts at that point. So I don't know. I don't know why I was there, but. Yeah, the, the, the people in the house were like, yeah, Jeff, last night you were just like, oh, take that Clinton. Oh, Clinton. Take that Clinton. Take that Clinton. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, mine was, I, I, I went into school and my buddy Ben was in the, the, the boys' room and there was a hole in the ceiling and a hole in the floor and there was just this constant stream of water flowing down it and he was pissing on it. He's like, dude, check this out. This is awesome. Come piss on this. 
And I was like, okay. And I walked over and I started pissing. And then I wake up and I'm fucking mid-piss, pissing my fucking self on my great-grandma's couch. And that's luckily the only time it's ever happened. But I have so many piss dreams. And it's they always come out of nowhere. Like I, I don't know all these fucking people. They always they, you know they talk about that lucid dreaming where when you realize you're in a dream and then you can control it. I'm the most gullible person on earth, and I never realize, no matter how absurd the things happening around me are, I'm never like, oh, this is a dream. It's just like, oh man, shit's getting weird. And then I fucking whip my dick out and start pissing in a trash can. And, and and it's it's never like just brushed over. People are, are all weirded out, and I'm just like, I'm locked eyes, like I'm locked eyes with my mom while I'm pissing in a trash can, and I can't stop it. And I I know how weird it is. My internal monologue the entire time is, why the fuck am I doing this? Why am I pissing in this trash can in front of my mom? But I guess I should be grateful that I'm not actually pissing the bed while all this is happening. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I'm the only motherfucker that has. Journey. Has the same dream over and over again? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I can't remember pretty much any of my dreams. Yeah. We've nope. we've talked about that. So uh, I think some of that has to do you're not you can't you don't really dream when you're high, right? When you go to sleep high. And I usually go to sleep high. That's what they say. They say that weed can be like a dream suppressant. Yeah. I don't that's that's my excuse. Whether I still it's have valid it. or not, who knows? I mean, I'm I'm high. I don't know. I would say 360 nights out of the year. And right, I I don't so. dream all that often, which is good. You know, my life has taken some weird turns. Sometimes my dreams are sad, and I'm like, well, ah, could have done without remembering that one. <laughs> I don't need that one. Yeah. I'll go back to fucking pissing in trash cans rather than go through that again. But yeah, there's got to be some huh. sort of like if there was a dream journal, a dream interpretation thing. Like what? Actually, let me look that up real quick. We can we can go on a learning journey together. The three of us and the Puminati. Let's see. Reoccurring. Let's learn. Reoccurring dreams. How should I f- f- phrase this? Reoccurring dreams about urinating in public? Urinating in front of people? What do you think? Urinating in front of people. Uh, yeah, peeing in public. You, you urinating. No one fucking says urinating. I don't know. I feel like people get all formal when they Google things. Oh! Oh, come on. I don't want to fucking read this. This sucks. What? I really fucking dug myself in a hole here. All right. Okay. Is it an Oedipus complex? No, it's... <laughs> Similarly, dreams about peeing in front of others can sometimes be linked to shame or discomfort around sexuality and sexual expression. Which... I... You know, who knows? Anything can happen, but uh, I'm going to err on the side of, no, that is not the case. I was going to say, that's not one thing that I've ever known you to be embarrassed about. Yeah. Even remotely. 
Dreams about peeing in public often tap into our deepest insecurities and fears of being judged or rejected by others. That seems That's fair. That seems a little bit more on brand. Yeah. But these dreams can also be an opportunity to confront these feelings head on and start letting go of the shame and embarrassment that hold us back. Peeing is a vulnerable act that we usually do in private. But when we dream about doing it in front of others, it can be a sign that we're ready to embrace vulnerability as a path to deeper intimacy with those around us. So maybe if I ever do have another incident like I did on my great-grandma's couch and I have another one of those piss dreams and I piss all over Carl's ass in my sleep, I'll just be like, no, you don't understand. This is me subconsciously um, becoming more vulnerable and embracing more intimacy with you. And then she won't be mad. Yeah, I'm sure that'll. that's exactly how that'll go. Dreams about peeing can also be a way for our bodies to release negative emotions and energy that have been building up inside of us. Maybe that's That's it. also on brand. It yeah. could be all of the above. See, who says this podcast isn't educational? And maybe you're ashamed of jerking off on your knees, and that's why you pee in your dreams. Maybe. If I start pissing on my knees in my dreams, then it's going to get really weird. <laughs> um, Jeff. Yeah. You mentioned your golf winnings. Right. I started a new you, tradition after yesterday's golf win. So is this is this like a tradition now? So every time you win a golf bet, you you do this activity? Yes. It's every time I win a golf outright bet though. So that's you, hard. So it, and that's when you put a putter up your butthole, right? <laughs> that's the new tradition. Yeah. Um look at me. The I'm, bottom end first. I'm flappy Gilmore. <laughs> now i to celebrate my golf win i cook little mama a piece of bacon after she eats it we walk to the beach i smoke a cigar while listening to jay-z or outcast god you're a that's cheese. the tradition you're such a cheese ball yeah yeah <laughs> i like I it i like cool. it I felt pretty cool doing it yesterday after my boy Jake Knapp won the Mexico Open. Do you feel, do you still feel cool when you take a drag off the cigar and, and cough? I only coughed once and no one was around, but I, I felt like a pussy for a minute. All right, I got to switch off the Jay-Z and listen to some Spice Girls for a little bit after that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Jay-Z wouldn't cough a, uh, smoking a cigar. You so were saying this- the cigars look... Phallic? You think they look stupid, right? A little phallic. Shiny things that look cool. Yeah, I'm outvoted yes. on that one. I think smoking cigars looks a little phallic. Okay. You look a little phallic. And then the, the only way I think it looks cool is like a fat cabbie with... um, What are those Irish hats? The flat uh, ones. The flat... I don't know. Not Kangol, like the, la- the la- lamer version of a Kangol. Maybe a beret. I mean, a beret? Shuddy, do you know what Kangol hats are called? You know, like Q-tips or cotton I swabs? Am... I'm trying to figure it out. I used to have a Kangol hat when uh, Jordan was rocking them. 
Remember that fucking kid Scally in Scally Caps. Scally Caps. Holy shit. You know that kid Dude. in Christmas story who kind of looks flat caps. Not Scut Farkas. His little buddy that looks like he grew up to be the singer of ACDC. You know that yeah. kid? Like if that kid grew up to be a fat cabbie and dressed the same way and he had one of those skinnier cigars that's like all chewed up and then the end of it looks like Bugs Bunny put an exploding thingy in it. That's that's the only way I think cigars look cool. Oh, Biggie's got Shuddy showing us one of his Biggie Smalls toys that has a scallywag. What's it called again? Scally cap. Boston scally cap. Boston scally cap. Oh man, Brixton has one of these. It's like sixty dollars. I might have to get one to go with your cigars. Come on, little yeah. mama. Grab your bacon and I'll grab my scallywag hat. We're going to the fucking beach. Yeah. I just <laughs> want a goddamn golf tournament, little mama. <laughs> well, I mean, look, we bust each other's balls here, but I, I I am the last person who should be casting stones over ritualistic behavior. So I'm I'm fully on board with it. If that's if that's your fun ritual, I'm fucking I don't I'm, hate it. I'm fully on board with it. I'm not hurting anyone. No, I don't. I don't puff and inhale when I'm walking past kids. I mean, even though I just goofed on fucking or smoking cigars, XO. my my ritual after I would do do stand up and did a good show was way lamer than that. I would go home and smoke a bowl and watch an episode of Naruto. So infinitely, cool. had me up made. until Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the. I lost you on the the second of two activities in my ritual. (laughs) (laughs) Going home, that sounds cool. Smoking a bowl, all right. Watching Naruto, okay. I'm out. Yeah, 67% of the way there, though. Two-thirds I can get behind. But hey, Just have to get off the train before the last stop. Speaking of Naruto, uh, anybody who is on the $10 tier of our Patreon, Jeff and I are putting out a new Dragon Ball Queef. This Friday, so March 1st, for anybody who's been awaiting the return of Dragon Ball Queef, we we don't have an episode picked yet, but to make up for the last one that Jeff had to suffer through, which was, what was it? You fucking hated it. It was Nugatulus. Hold on, I I have them in a sheet here. The last one was really, really landed with a thud for Jeff. Oh, it was One Piece. One, yeah, One Piece. Oh, yeah. Jeff fucking hated One Piece. Probably the worst thing that Jeff had to watch throughout Dragon Ball Queef. So, did you get? Did you ever talk to Arts about it? He's a big One Piece guy. What did he say? He said he guarantees he has One Piece episodes he could show you that you would like. Guarantee. Okay, <laughs> well, he's not going to get a chance, but all right, cool. Yeah, that's kind of what I told him, too. Um, but Guarantees. All right. this next episode, since Jeff suffered so much through the first episode of one piece, all the Puminati chimed in and gave us selections to choose from of ultra super horny anime. So Jeff, 100% will see tit. It'll be a sleazy, disgusting, horny anime. And that will be available on our Patreon March 1st. So check it out. Um, shit that just sparked something in my head and it went away. God damn it. 
Oh, well. Um, I do have some audio to play for you guys. Oh. So on Friday, while I was getting ready, I had a rare Poop Slime Alley daytime appearance from a Rambler. And I don't think it's the Trillion Dollar Man, but there is a chance. I don't know. So I wanted to, I kind of cut it down to the greatest hits and I could play it for you guys. And I guess the fun will be, A, is it the Trillion Dollar Man? And B, what the fuck is he saying? Because there's not, there's not, there's no clear, y'all bitches are stupid, 11 what trillion, none of that stuff. It is just, but very, very angry. Lots of swearing. I think he might have dropped the F word, which seems pretty common with the the homeless people that are very angry and vocal and yelling. They they really they like fuck a lot. No, the other one. They they really like their slurs. The the white the white homeless people that are running around angry and having a bad reaction to something, they're always dropping the F word. And the N-word. And the black guys are usually dropping the F-word. And now that I think about it, the N-word as well. <laughs> so here's potentially the $11 trillion man. Or maybe a new a new character. Why you good old fuck? That was a good one. It was like, are you fronting? Shabby the Philly and the Flabbity Boo Boo. I couldn't make out a single word that guy fucking I just am said. going to say that it is not the $11 trillion man. I think you're right. Yeah, I feel like he does have a softer voice. Made like a laser noise. Hey, how did guns like that? Oh my god, they got snap on you. What? Instead of top. Why are you scared of me? Why are you scared of me? I, I understood that one. Yeah. I think that might have been the only part I could make out. But like I was I was getting ready. I'd just gotten out of the shower. I was getting dressed. I hear this guy flipping out. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll just open up my voice memos, hit record, leave it on the windowsill while I'm finishing up my shit. And when it came time to leave, I had to drive down Poop Slime Alley to get the fuck out of there. And this fucking guy's still out there in the middle of the street doing fucking karate. Like in the middle of Poop Slime Alley. So I'm like, ah, shit, I can't honk at him. That's going to piss him off. And then he might attack my car. So maybe if I go real slow... Reverse down the back the other way. No, I, alley back. I I squeezed Reverse. around him, and I was like trying to time it perfectly, and <clears throat> I I miscalculated, and he fucking did a roundhouse kick as I was going by, and he just missed kicking my mirror, but I got away. But that guy was pissed, fucking pissed. If he had kicked your mirror, what would you have done? Would you have just kept going? Yeah. 
What would you have done? Stopped and be like, hey, we have to exchange insurance information now, sir. <laughs> Pull a baseball bat out, you know? Teach him a lesson. Oh, no, no. If I... I can't. I can't you take. You're gonna bust it out, Kevin Karate Craft on him. Nope, I'm not gonna do that because anybody could beat me up. I would say 99.8 percent of the world could beat me up, and 99.9 percent of the homeless. Yeah, and then if you give me a bat, I would say the odds go up to a hundred percent chance of me getting beaten up because they will take that bat and then use it against me. That and increases that, your chances of possible death. Yeah. So. I would just be like, all right, he kicked my fucking mirror off. I'm just going to floor it and get the fuck out of here. That's all you can really do. But, uh, Shuddy. Yes. Am I correct in thinking that you have a game for us? I do have a game for you. Is it okay if we play it now? I'm ready to go when you are. Oh, whoops. I almost... Ha Almost tricked me. Almost played the wrong one. Letterbox D. Letterbox D. It's Letterbox D. The D stands for dicks. It's the Letterbox, letterbox D game. game. If I'm remembering correctly, I think Jeff fucking whooped my ass on the last one. He did. We'll see if he mm-hmm. has the same watch. <laughs> my my bad. I was just gonna ask what the theme was the last time that I beat him. If you remember, I I don't remember, but there is a theme this time, and we'll see if Jeff can win Oscar twenty twenty four edition letterbox D. Oh shit! What's the theme? I should remember. This, this is one of my best moments in recent MSPH history. Well, you'll just have to trounce me again and remember the theme this time. Make a new memory. Yeah. Love it. Let's do it. Oh. Jeff, as the winner last time, do you want to go first or second on the first? First. Okay. First person is Killian Murphy. Cool. There's a lot to choose from. A lot of potential winners here. It's only movies, right? Like Peaky Blinders doesn't count. Correct. I'll just I'll go Batman Begins. Keep it simple. Kevin. Your turn. All right. I will just take Oppenheimer then. So Batman Begins is number six. I don't even say uh, that. Where's the Where's the Dark Knight the, Rises? Number five. <laughs> uh, Dunkirk was number four. Inception was number three. The Dark Knight was number two. Oppenheimer was number one. Yeah, Jesus, Jeff. Good job, Kevin. You know, to make this a fair fight, Jeff goes first the next time, too. Uh, okay, so for that, Jeff, Paul Giamatti. You goddamn motherfucker. 
<laughs> yeah, I want to say private parts. You want to, but will uh, you? I mean, that's my favorite Paul Jim. I'll say the negotiator. Howard Stern, you goddamn motherfucker. Oh, the man, the way he's looking, that is way down there. All right, but I, I'm going with the negotiator. God damn like a Joe. fucking idiot. Okay, Kevin. Can't fuck this up, Kevin. Well, now that Jeff has already gone, I can start, sort of show my work. So if you like, if you look at the superhero aspect of it, he was in Amazing Spider-Man 2. But I know people didn't give a ton of love to the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. You've got Sideways, Always a Crowd Pleaser. That one could be very high. But I do feel like I'm fucking, I'm whiffing on something big. Holdovers got nominated for some shit. Usually new stuff that's really popular can overtake older stuff. Oh, ball sex. You know what? I will just go with the holdovers. So the negotiator uh, was number 33. (laughs) We should change this game to who can get... One of the le- the least popular movie on the list. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I should be able to get points for like uh, get the booby prize. The reverse letterbox D game. That sounds fun. <laughs> where was uh, where was Private Parts? I would say ten. That would be my guess. Private Parts was even lower than The Negotiator. Oh shit! Eight, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven, wow. twelve. So. Private Parts was number 50. Oh! Yeah, I guess the letterbox crowd is probably... There's probably not much overlap with Stern fans. So, possible movies that you guys could have said that would not have scored points. Straight Outta Compton was number 8. Ooh, forgot about that. The Hangover Part 2 was number 6. Oh, shit. I didn't remember him being in that. Yeah, me neither. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was number four. Okay. Number three, Saving Private Ryan. Fuck, again, I forgot he was in that. I got to give that a rewatch. Number two was The Holdovers. All right, so one, Kevin. And number one is The Truman Show. No shit. I forgot he was in that one. So did I. I don't even, like, now it's like, oh, Paul Giamatti was in The Truman Show. I can't even picture who he played. Yeah, it's it's a bullshit one. Bradley Cooper. Hmm. I'll go Guardians of the Galaxy. The first one? Yeah. I'll go. If you go maestro like a bitch, I'm not going maestro. I'm not going maestro. I don't know if maestro has enough heat on it to break past the Marvel ceiling. You know. Uh, I, uh, I think I'll, I'll do Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, maestro was number fourteen. So Ooh. good on you. Neither of you for falling into that trap. I'll go uh, Silver Linings Playbook. 
That was my other one. Silver Linings Playbook was number 10. Oh, A Star is Born, too. That probably would. How does that rank? Number eight. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Hopefully, I picked the right one. I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was number five. Volume 3 was number four. The original Guardians of the Galaxy was number three. So Jeff does score a point. Ow! However, coming in at number one, Avengers Infinity War. Do you think I know what herring means? So So through three rounds, Kevin is up eight to one. But there's plenty of game left. Jeff. Emma Let's Stone. let Kevin go first this time. You don't want to go first he on Emma Stone? It. He needs it. Now I got to switch up the juju. Okay. Emma Stone, huh? Wow. There's, hmm. And I can't even really show my work here because then it'll tip Jeff off. But there's there's a lot of contenders for that for that top three. Yeah. Let's go through a couple of them. <laughs> Yeah, remind me who Emma Stone is again. <laughs> um, I'll go the favorite. What the fuck is that movie? I'll go La La Land. In a stunning turn of events, Kevin picks a movie that is not even in the top four. Oh, the favorite at number six. Fuck. Wow. Interesting phrasing you chose, too. It's not even in the top four. It came in at number six. Well, because it's the you have a top row. So that's why I said top four. Because it's in second row. Uh, Number three, MSPH favorite. Super bad. Super bad. Yeah. That was that was kind of what I was waffling back and forth on. That's the layout. That's the easy one that he, you know, he could have easily gotten. Well, also another layup could have been number two, which is the movie she's nominated for, Poor Things. I feel like that's Bushley. Kevin's done that twice already, picking nominations from the Oscars this year. More like porn things. Jeff coming in with three points for La La Land. Oh! What's the suck, Dylan? How many more questions do we have? I can catch Kevin. Uh, There are... Three in the main game, and then there's Parmesan one for funsies that'll be worth a lot of points. Okay. Okay. Gavin, you can go first again. No. Je- uh, okay. All right. Fine. Well, uh, no, I'll, let you, you sure? I'll let you run the game. Well, however you want to do it, Shuddy. Well, I mean, you were up until that time, you. It's your choice. I'll give you your choice. I'm not going to steer the game in any direction. Winner's choice if they want to go first or let the other person. So you pick, Jeff. I'll go second again. All right. Kevin, Emily Blunt. Oh, Emily Blunt. A Blunt I, like I, would, I would like to smoke. I was just talking about her with my uh, with my lady. She's like one of the few actresses who's who I actually really like. Yeah, she kicks ass. Yeah. I mean, she's got some pretty cool action slash horror movies under her belt. 
Um. Oh God, Jeff, you fucking fart knocker, Oppenheimer. You make me sick, pussy. You could have gone first and All taken right. it. I'll go. I kind of want to go Charlie Wilson's War, but I won't. I will go the Quiet Place. So I don't even know where Charlie Wilson's War is on the list. It's not in the top twelve, and I'm not going to go looking for it because yeah, one that. of you got number one, one of you got number two. Uh, number three was The Devil Wears Prada. Oh wow, forgot about that. Yeah, that's a popular one. Uh, uh, however, Oppenheimer was number one. A Quiet Place was number two. Suck on my dick. What the fuck is a man? Could have swore Emily Blunt was naked in Charlie Wilson's War. <laughs> you just spanked me like a dumb little baby. All right. Kevin, do you want to go first and set or second for Chody Foster? I'll go second. Jody Foster, Jeff. He's thinking very hard. He's I'll go I'll go silence all lambs. Well, Kevin. that's got to be the number one. Um, I don't know that. So I'll try and snag number two and go with Taxi Driver. And you did, in fact, secure number two, Kevin, with Taxi Driver. And I'm and Jeff sure... got number one with Silence of the Lambs. Very hard. Rounding out the top three, Panic Room. Oh, great mushroom movie. Great mushroom movie. Really? Have you ever ever seen Panic Room, Kevin? I saw it in the theater. Movie kicks ass. Yeah. Do you like it? Fincher, yeah. Jeff, do you want to go first or second for Ryan Gosling? I go first. Okay, what's your choice? Man, am I stupid for not picking Barbie? Probably, huh? I'll do. I'll go Barbie since Kevin's pulled that bitch shit several times, and probably would go Barbie if I didn't pick it. So I'll pick Barbie. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's got to be his number one. So it's I have fucking gay to play that way. That's why, Kevin. To win? No, you pussy? How, yeah, how is he? That's like saying it's gay to try and make a basket in basketball. All right. Oh, look at this guy. Fair enough. You're trying to score as many points as possible. So look at this guy over there shooting fucking free throws like a real homosexual. Making it in the basket like a real F word. I mean, I got. I have no choice but to try and take number two, which has to be Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You both scored points. I better score more points. <laughs> However, <laughs> it has brought this game to within spitting distance for Jeff 
because Blade Runner 2049 was number three. Oh! Barbie was number one. Oh, is La La Land number two? La La Land was number two. That was going to be my other guess, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to overthink it. God damn it. Blade Runner 2049 is a five-dicker. Why are people watching La La Land more than that? Damn it. The score is Jeff 12, Kevin 14 at the end of regulation. Wow. La La Land is definitely better than Blade Runner 2049. And for five points. Uh Uh-oh. Whoever gets highest. Wins. Wins for Annette Benning. Oh, no. And Jeff, you get first crack. You get choice of first or second since you got the higher points on the last round. I'm, I might have to take second because I can't think of, of a single Annette Benning movie. I might be right there with not, you, Jeff. Not even the one she was nominated for. Um, Annette Benning, Annette Benning. I'll go first. And hopefully I don't get disqualified. This is actually a film on her filmography. I'll go to the American president. Or is it Mr. President? I'm taking a real shot in the fucking dark here, just like Jeff. I I mean, was she in Bullworth? I guess I'll guess Bullworth. I I, I have no fucking idea. I... I think she might be have been married to Warren Beatty, maybe? She know. was, yes. That is her. Or their brother and sister. I can't remember. Maybe they're both. No, they're definitely not both. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. No, you Warren don't. Beatty. She She was married to Warren Beatty since she is married to Warren Beatty. Okay. Since 1992. So maybe maybe that's where they met. Maybe they met on the set of Bullworth, which I saw that movie in the theaters, and I don't think I've seen it since, where he's like a presidential candidate or some sort of political candidate, and he just fucking snaps and goes nuts and like starts hanging out with like hooded out people and starts acting all hooded out. And that was a really fucking weird one. Oh, man. I whiffed on one. I think so, we, we both whiffed. Do you, she, so, in a stunning, stunning turn of events, the person who thought they named a movie she wasn't in actually named a movie she was in. And the person who was pretty confident she was in a movie named the wrong Warren Beatty movie that she was in with him. Oh, nutsack. So Jeff wins because the American president is number 12. <laughs> and she is not in Bullworth. They're <laughs> thinking Bug, Bugsy God. is the one with Warren God, Beatty that she was in. He was a gangster. Was she in? Was he she in Dick Bugsy Tracy? Siegel. Was she in Dick Tracy? No. Shit, no. that would have been my other guess. Yeah, I don't. What movie is she nominated for again? We like read the nominations mm-hmm. on the show last week, and I don't even fucking remember. Niad, Niad. Oh yeah, that weird one. I don't know what it means. The winner, 
And the winner could have been, was it American Beauty? It was number two. American Beauty was number two. That's why uh, I thought you had a shot at this, Jeff. Because I completely it, forgot. It, one and three, I thought were Kevin could have gotten to really easily because she's in Captain Marvel and the Marvels. Oh, shit. God but I had a feel like I thought American Beauty gave you a good shot, Jeff. I really did. Well, he still won. And, you know, my personal uh, favorite Annette Benning movie is The Great Outdoors. Ooh, yeah, solid movie. I, I, I think she's number number seventeen. She plays Dan Aykroyd's wife, and when they're fighting, when the families are fighting, and John Candy's wife yells to Annette Benning, "Go find yourself a spin cycle." Uh, it took me until watching that movie as an adult to really understand how fucking cutting it was. Is that like sit and spin? No, because earlier in the movie, the wife, the wives are talking and Annette Benning says to her that the only way she can get pleasure is by sitting on the washing machine during the spin cycle. Oh, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so in the heat of the argument, that's what John Candy's wife goes back to. See, I haven't seen that movie in a few years, but I always remember loving that movie. Like the, the most legendary scene for me is when John Candy wants to eat that enormous steak to get on the wall of fame or whatever, get that prize. I'm surprised you haven't seen that. It's a, it's a a solid flick, Jeff. I I think you would like it. The great outdoors. Yeah. That movie fucking rules. John Candy and Dan Aykroyd. When they're, when they are, when the bat gets into the house, that's a really good scene. There's like a big thing with a bear at the end too, right? Yeah. Yep. Man, I got to give that a rewatch. It doesn't have good reviews though. But I don't know. I feel like I have such a soft spot for 80s movies that like I don't know. Yeah, you might hate this 80 movie, but kicks fucking ass. Great outdoors. P Dog McDrugs gave it two dicks on Letterboxd. Yeah, he's a tricky one that that T Dog McDrugs. He's I've seen some blasphemous blasphemous shit from him. I don't remember what but like there's some like five dicker that he gave two dicks to that's just like a universal five dicker hot takes that guy some really hot takes well jeff you whipped my fucking ass again so good job man. i don't know about that it came down to the wire and just was a tough 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 category well i i tip my hat to you i'm fucking pumped for right it, I like that it is getting more competitive. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Sick get my dick kicked in. <laughs> but yeah. maybe the next one I'll do will be reverse letterbox D and we'll see who can get furthest away from the top. I'm actually kind <laughs> of I'll I'll even I'll I'll load the uh the letterbox D game intro and, and just reverse, reverse it. Yeah. Play it backwards, so it'll sound all demonic, like a fucking Judas Priest album. I'll win by trying to get the most popular, but by guessing the most popular movies. Yeah, Jeff's gonna fuck it up and pick all number ones. Oh, oh, oh Oppenheimer! Oh shit! <laughs> well, uh, I like your odds, Jeff. If you stick to the plan, 
I think you'll be able to beat my ass. Who the fuck? I didn't even know Paul Giamatti was in the negotiator. (laughs) Dude, I watched the negotiator a lot. I love that movie. I I I feel like I've only seen it once or twice. I remember liking it, but like your our our rewatch piles seem to be vastly different. So you have these like movies that people are they're known movies, they're good movies. You're just so much more familiar with them than, than I am. So I think you yeah, might smoke Samuel my Samuel Jackson, Kevin Spacey, Knee Bomb being played by JT Walsh, Giamatti's in there. Who else is in there? David Morse is in there. I'm trying to think of some other guys off the top of my head. I feel like that's that's all that I can get to, but oh Hank Schrader's in it. The, the guy uh breaking oh, bad. Dean Norris. Yeah. Dude, he's in everything. He low key shows up in just like crazy fucking movies he's in terminator yeah. 2 right now he's that one he's, of the swap yeah, guys like now that he's um now that you know him from breaking bad he's he is like one of those guys that it's like oh wow you were in bad shit and i just never picked up on it yeah he was in total recall <laughs> as like one of the smush face mars mutants he was crazy. in gremlins 2 yep another swat guy in gremlins 2 crazy too. how the uh how Breaking Bad was his breakout role, and he was just fucking amazing because yeah. he's Schrader, and he never really had an opportunity before or since. Yeah, he was just in fucking bangers left and right. Man, I've been I, I I told you guys about how I've been doing like that whole just watching a lot of '80s movies, like rewatching some classics like RoboCop and The Goonies, License to Drive, uh, Jeff's favorite movie, Better Off Dead. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on Clue? I enjoy Clue. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah, Clue is really fucking good. Clue rules. I I, I watched that those... again. I've I've seen that movie like a million times, and I think I might have just been trying to like a little too hesitant and trying to be a little more conservative with my five dickers. But after this rewatch, I'm like, now nah, fucking Clue's a five dicker. Like, I mean, sure. Tim Tim Curry fucking crushes it i, I feel like the you whole cast is on point yeah like you never get how often do you get to see christopher lloyd be a sex pest i, I guess i didn't think of that now, he is mad uh, horny in that movie that was like one of my father's like favorite movies growing up and he had us watch it all the time and i fucking love that movie yeah i mean i think the the like the most unsung hero of that movie is Eileen Brennan as Mrs. Peacock. Mrs. Peacock is so fucking funny in that movie. And I think for the most part, like growing up, that was the only movie I ever saw her in. And then I saw her in a few other things and I was like, oh wow, she was really acting her fucking ass off in that movie. That's like a completely fully formed, created new character. Like she doesn't act like that in anything else. So fucking good. God damn, I love that movie. Fucking clue rules. All right. Let's put well. it up to Puminati vote. What rules harder? <laughs> clue or the negotiator? <laughs> Just fucking <laughs> scramble everybody's brains with the most random votes ever. <laughs> I, I mean, I think most people have to rewatch both to really to really weigh in. I feel like there's it's hard to find it's hard. I think it's pretty random the fact that both of us. Well, I guess you haven't seen Negotiator that recently, but both of us have takes on that movie. What about Point Break? 
that got rewatched over the weekend. Not an 80s movie, but at Carl's request because she loves Point Break. And so do I. What, in terms of what? Like, is it better than Negotiator or how do I feel about it in general? I guess both. In general and does it beat in The Negotiator? I fucking love Swayze. I have a Point Break t-shirt in my uh, closet. I think like Negotiator is one of my favorite movies. I would go with the negotiator over Point Break, but it's such a it's such a toss up. I don't disagree. I wouldn't be mad if anyone disagreed. Like I I do love Point Break. I've seen it a million times, but I don't know if I can give it a five dicker. It's when's the last time you seen Negotiator? Where is that streaming? I have no fucking clue. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Are you gonna we? Is there a chance you can you can give it a rewatch? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's available anywhere. Let me see. I'll, I'll look it up. Uh, for rent or buy, according to Letterboxd. God damn on it. All ma- on Apple TV or YouTube. Well, it is about to be the first of the month, and they do that, you know, streaming changing of the guards where they, you know, everybody swaps around their fucking movie selections like a bunch of swingers. Let's see. Sometimes Letterbox, uh, IMDb is a little bit more accurate than. Wow, I don't even know if you can rent it. You might have to just buy a physical copy of the Negotiator. You want to borrow mine? Drive if, it over there to you. I wonder if everybody's like, "Ooh, a spacey thing!" Yikes. Do you have it on DVD or Blu-ray, Jeff? Uh, I don't know. Let me text Cheech. Man, I can't even find it on Prime. I mean, we definitely had it on DVD at one point. Fucking weird. And I assume Cheech brought it with him to California however many years ago he came here. Hmm. Well, I'll have to fill you guys in probably on the Patreon. I can't imagine he uh, gets back to me too quick. I think he's at the gym. Okay. Getting his swole on. Well, either way, uh, I kind of wanted to throw something out to the Puminati, and I've been a little nervous to do so because, you know, people get angry about things, but... <laughs> okay. I'm interested. If, you piqued my interest. If the Puminati's not interested, tell me to go fuck myself. Totally fine. But uh, as the... Post-production on the movie is coming to a close, and uh, I've sort of blown through a lot of the stuff I set aside to keep me afloat, and I've sold a whole bunch of my shit. I was thinking about starting a side Patreon of movie stuff. And if anybody in the Puminati is interested, where once a week, it's kind of like, I guess, the reverse of what the fuck did I just watch, where... Instead of picking a shitty movie, I pick a classic or a five-dicker or, you know, do themed months. Like, obviously, October, do all horror movies, bust out some five-dicker horror movies, and do a rewatch, do a deep dive, give stories, tell jokes, give some, like, deep dive facts and shit like that. I'll watch, like, the director's commentary, give some, pull the most interesting tidbits out of that. 
I don't know. Just just an idea. Just throwing it out there. Testing the water. See if anybody would. I know every time you're like, hey, here's a new thing, a new a new uh, revenue stream. People sometimes get a little prickly about that. So obviously not one of those things anybody's you... holding a fucking gun to your head to sign up for. But if if I did such a thing, like a movie night with Kevin, would anybody give a fuck? I got Kevin Craft sucks Patreon. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Man. Basically, I know I would subscribe. <laughs> well, you're a true friend, Jeff. I don't know. Things things that are like like, you know, just with how many times I have to go during business hours to do in person stuff for the movie, all the meetings I have to take, and then all the additional stuff we're doing on Patreon. Like if I were to just, you know, get go get a job at Ralph's that would kind of fuck up our whole flow and schedule. So, you know, I love, I love bullshitting. I love talking for a living. I love fucking movies. So if you want to nerd out in movies with me, let me know. Otherwise, tell me to go fuck myself, and I will. I will grab the spikiest, most uncomfortable dildo I can find and shove it right up my stinky ass. Dude, I'll fucking subscribe to this five times over if it keeps you out of working for Ralph's. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Like, I was I was talking with the, the team about, you know, like, hey, we're getting close to this movie being finished. Like, and I'm I'm as anxious as everybody else is. You know, people keep asking, when's this going to be up? When When can I watch the movie? And there's still a shitload of ifs. Like, if we sell it, it's kind of up to the streamer. Like if a streamer buys it, will they just immediately throw it up? Will it be up there the next day? Will they wait? And I was talking to one of the guys about it and he was like, you know, out of the movies that I've sold, you're kind of at their mercy and you never know. Like if you, if you sell a horror movie, they might want to hold on to it until Halloween rolls around. If you sell them a comedy and they're kind of buying up other comedies and they kind of want to do a burst and be like, Hey, here's four new comedies that just came out you got to wait until they're ready to do it. So there's, there's a lot of ifs and sometimes movies don't even fucking sell. Like they were telling me about movies that they've worked on that had big name actors in it. Couldn't find a fucking buyer anywhere. So you never know. I could, I could subscribe. Kevin Kraft sucks movie reviews. I could be royally fucked if no one wants to buy this thing. I don't believe that's going to happen. Neither do I. I think you're going to do some royal fucking. That's the plan. But, um, yeah, just want to throw that out there. Test the waters, you know, whatever. Fuck me. All right, well, that takes us to the end of our journey, I suppose, friends. I'll miss everyone. I'm going to miss them, too. But... In we'll Patreon, see you next week. Yeah. And if you're a part of the Patreon, you get a lot more of us. We do another Patreon podcast right after this one. We've got uh, a whole shitload of queef or no queefs heading your way. Things are actually starting to heat up a little bit there and get interesting and competitive again. I think we've got like, I don't know, maybe 14 more episodes left in this season. So and Kevin is not mathematically eliminated yet. Nope. We're making Shuddy Boy fucking sweat sitting on top of his golden throne. 
Jeff and I got our forks and knives out, and we're hungry for Shuddy Boy's ass. I could have phrased that better. But yeah, patreon.com slash madscientistbarrio. <laughs> 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 um, and you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. Jeff for Records. And at MSPH Podcast. And at John Cooper Movie. By the way, that whole thing I talked about, about sometimes movies not selling, the more Instagram followers they see, they think, oh, man, people must be hyped for this. So makes it uh, makes the movie look cooler, increases the odds of it landing somewhere where you'll be able to see it. So check it out, at John Cooper Movie. And yeah, throw it on your uh, Instagram stories, and maybe some people can follow as well who might enjoy R-rated comedies. Yeah. Fucking raunchy ones that feature yep. Jeff and Shuddy Boy. Maybe. Hmm? I got one. Uh, huh? yeah. Go over and go follow uh, at BAF Snow on Instagram. Uh, Arts linked me up with them. They're a wax company for snowboards and skis, and I've got wax coming from them. Oh man! Hopefully we got for the end of the season. Shuddy White getting some fucking snowboarding sponsorships already. Look at this fucking guy. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go give him a follow uh, and order some wax. And if you love sports ball and gambling, and Jeff, check out Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. What do you right, have baby, on the docket? Most, mostly golf. Um, Actually, NBA and golf at this point. We'll do an NFL draft podcast. Um, I gave out, excuse me, I hit a winner last week. I gave it out via writing, um, but I did not podcast about it. And I've I've had 10 outright wins in the PGA Tour since last year. And not a single one of them have I podcasted. I am cursed on this fucking podcast, but... Just leave me some positive feedback. Listen, I'll eventually break out of my podcast slump and bring my writing winning ways to the audio um, production. Yeah. And if you'd like to see these episodes and not just listen to them, youtube.com slash madscientistpartyhour. It's all there, minus the Easter eggs, which you only get on the audio podcast version. But hey, thanks again for listening, everybody. We truly appreciate you all. And until next time, something. Take it. Something to build on. Yeah, it's a good starting point. It can only go up from here. Maybe we'll get 30 seconds each in Zombie Beach Party. Whatever gets me to IMDB. That's all I give a fuck about. Man, if... If 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 they let me make fucking zombie beach party, I mean, we are the three of us will at least, the very least, be, be, be zombies. Be zombies. Yes, hundred percent. And not just like yeah. shambling in the background. We're gonna fucking murder people. <laughs> I gotta. I, I hopefully I can murder one of the key characters. <laughs> yeah, Jeff walks up. Oh, <gasps> brains no jeff the zombies in this don't say brains
I'm, I'll let it be known right now, though, that part of my stipulation for being in Zombie Beach Party is that Ze Jeff can only be credited as Dookie Boy the Cocksucker. What about Dickless Zombie Number One? <laughs> That's a fair trade off. <laughs> What's his zombie name going to be, though? Because that's just what he is. Um, Jeff with a J. <laughs> Jeff, played I'll... by Dickless Zombie number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will this will be your entry into SAG, Jeff. I'll like I'll just pretend like I came up with an idea on set and be like, "All right, this time after you eat this guy, give his face a food chub score." <laughs> Oh, oh, only one protein. Ah, it's like a 7.2. Oh, brains. Oh, man, I just... Are we, are we doing the Easter egg yet? Yeah, yeah, we're officially in the Easter egg. I just started following my college uh, bar called Tra Traditions. We used to call it Trads. I don't think it's even open anymore. That's a bummer. But it still has a social media? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta look it up. Actually, I'm I'm curious about this. I got my brother Bill into this bar when he was 14 years old. So gnarly, That's pretty it was. awesome. I almost yeah. I I almost got kicked out of a bar once in Havertown, where it was like because I was like a year or two older than everybody, so I turned 21 first, and. Like, while I was 21 and everybody else was under 21, they were like, hey, there's this bar that, like, serves us, so let's we can all go there and drink with you. So we go in there, and I made some sort of comment while I was sitting at the bar about, like, being over 21, and the bartender was like, you know, because I, I looked like I was, like, I don't know, 15 when I was 21, and the guy was like, you know what, let me, let me see your ID. And it was the old school Jersey driver's licenses. You remember those, Shuddy, right? It was like... They just, you would stand in the cutout of a driver's license and they would take a Polaroid of it. And then they cut the Polaroid and laminated it. And that was your driver's license. And I yeah, said, New Jersey back in the day still used paper licenses that they doctored, I guess, basically. Like they would print out the paper card and then like state, uh, glue the picture on it and then laminate it. Yeah, it was, it was like such a Bush League yeah. operation. I feel like once I got to college, New Jersey IDs were like the hardest to fake. That's because like, so did it change from like two thousand like two thousand two thousand four? Oh yeah, yeah because prior to that, New Jerseys were one of the easiest to fake, I believe. Right. <laughs> because because I know that when you know I have a, a cousin who you know, I grew up in Pennsylvania, but I have a cousin who's six months older than me who lived in New Jersey. And when I got my first license, Pennsylvania had just made the switch to the, the plastic credit cardy type harder to mimic. And he still had the the ones that Kevin is talking about that looks like, you know, somebody slapped it together in in a dark room of a photo mat and sold it off the back of a That's really the what they look like. Chevy Caprice, like, <laughs> and I showed the guy. The guy was like, he was like, you know what? Let me see your ID. So I showed him, you know, my valid legal Jersey driver's license that showed that I was twenty one, 
And he laughed in my face and he was like, that's the worst fake I've ever seen. And I was like, I was like, dude, I'm the only person in here who's actually over 21. And, and that Howard really... Town is not that far from New Jersey that he could not uh, that this that was the first New Jersey ID he's ever seen. I know it was it was ridiculous. And he almost threw me out because I wouldn't admit to him that my ID was fake. Which had to have been the weirdest argument in a bar ever. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to throw me out because I will not admit that I'm underage. All right, fine. You got me. I'm 17. Can I have a beer now? fucking ridiculous the fake id that i got like my second year of school was a pennsylvania one and i got a fake id for my birthday or that had my birthday on it but a different year uh but they tried to do it as close as possible to make it as believable as possible but the first like weekend of college was before my birthday of september 3rd so i used a fake id at 17 they, they ID'd us at the, at the college bar that I was telling you about, and all you had to do was show that you're older than 18 to get in, which makes no sense because you have to be older than 21 to drink anyways. But if you're older than 18, they let you in and drink. So I had to use a fake ID to pretend to be older than 18 to get into this bar, <laughs> which turned out to be like pretty much the shadiest bar I've ever been to. Like it, again, I got my brother in there when he was 14 years old. And just like didn't hide it straight up, like went to the owner was like, Hey, I want to bring my brother, and that's cool, right? We're, you know, watch the game, have some beers. Like, is he drink as much as you? I was like, No, nah, he tries. Perfect. It's like, All right. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. Is, is he going to spend money? Yes. Okay. Then he's allowed in. If he would have said <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not, I'm not risking my liquor license on a guy who's only going to tap out after one beer. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He better get alcohol poisoning if I'm going to fucking risk this. Like, all right, don't worry. We'll try it. But yeah, traditions. Man, I love that place. I need to, I need them to follow me back. They're like, people are tweeting at them and they're like retweeting it. And I thought that I thought this bar closed. Like they're retweeting stuff from 2020. When you look, at, I you look it up on Yelp. Bar. Yeah, did you Google I, I it? Should. I didn't. I didn't. Um <laughs> I thought this bar closed in 2015, honestly. Took it up. Traditions bar. It's not even like showing up. Yeah, it's not even showing up in Yelp. Traditions bar, Queens in New York. I'm just going to straight Google, see what I come up with. I mean, it just says permanently closed when you Google it. So then it's permanently closed. Yeah, but I don't know when. Ooh, says maybe 2016. Oh, here we go. What's up? Traditions Pub, a Jamaican Hills bar that elected officials and community leaders contend has violated... (laughs) Frequently violated liquor laws and has been the site of underage drinking has been shut down by the state liquor authority. These goddamn motherfuckers. 2016, though. That's much longer than I thought it. Well, yeah. So who has, you know, um, eight years later, control of the social media account for a shuttered bar that is just retweeting shit? Is it Kanye? You want to you know his name? <laughs> 
No. Uh, well, the owner of the bar at the time supposedly had mad cop connections. He used to, or I, he, I think he was a former cop, which would kind of explain how he was able to operate so illegally and never get rolled <laughs> on, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, and then that explains why it finally ended because the regime changed and he yeah. didn't have, have the pull that he once had. But he used to have like, uh, the bar would have like Sunday poker tournaments and there was just a bunch of cops at the poker tournaments and Whoa. I can't remember the the one of the stories verbatim but there was one story by a cop he was just he told like the most reckless like it was pretty much like a bad lieutenant story in, Queen, in NYPD oh, this guy just got like just shit hammered and like fired his gun in public like crashed his car like drunk driving like threatened a fucking an innocent civilian who was just a witness it was just like oh my oh my god dude like what the fun i was like 19 at the time just like my mind is blown like oh my god like i see people like this in movies like this guy exists <laughs> holy shit in comedy yeah. got nothing on me <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> Carrying him, yeah, carrying himself like fucking Alonzo on training day. Holy Man, shit. look at these snitchins. Look at these <laughs> snitches. Apparently they found an 18-year-old unconscious at the bar. Someone give he or she a ride home? There were some, they were talking about in this article about there were some rough experiences with the townies. Let me tell you, the townies in Queens were not like townies in other college cities or towns. <laughs> <laughs> like I hear some of my buddies who went to smaller colleges, like like Cortland. He's like, "Oh man, you guys got to get a load of these townies." Like, "Oh, oh really? Check out the fucking townies I deal with." <laughs> <laughs> People like fucking Black Jojo Black. Black Jojo Black. <laughs> One of the ba- greatest radio nicknames in history. I love that guy. I gotta, I gotta reach out to him, see what's up. By the way, speaking of Black Jojo Black and the whole crew, happy belated birthday to Rob Sprantz. Happy birthday, Rob. We should have him on again. I agree. He's a great human. Unless he's too big for us these days. He might be. He is pretty cool. I think he'd come on. We text here or there. We almost never, I know he's a Steelers fan. We almost never talk about football, but like he like texted me somewhat out of the blues. Like, hey, dude, I got a big speech to do today for a work conference. Don't spoil the Pittsburgh Steelers ending for me. I was like, I don't, what? We've never like talked about football. Like now that you're saying it, <laughs> now I'm like thinking about it. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about alien shit here or there. We usually send each other some Instagram posts related to aliens. And it's always like, see, could be Rob. They could, they could exist. I feel like if Rob Sprantz got abducted by aliens and was getting his anus probed, he would still be like, 
they're not real, man. This could just be some weird gay guy in a mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no way he's going to ever admit to that. <laughs> Story is pretty awesome. Do, 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 do. Well, I think we're all synced up. I believe so. Yeah. Eat that. Daddy dick. Ready to start recording there. All right. Let me see. Shuddy, do I have record pour Michon? Recording in progress. Sick. First start the main episode. Damn, I, guess, I think I would take what the what shot. I'm, to I'm very nervous mm-hmm. that I have a micro grundle. My stomach is getting bubbly. I'm going to play a little bit of poop chicken, but might have to take a break midway through. Nice. I'm not going to lie. Mode. Mine has also been doing the same. So. All right. Well, take your fucking cameras in there with you when you go poopies. <laughs> I, I might do that, actually. Let's, let's roll old school. <laughs> Just be fucking I've barbarians. Been eating, I've been eating a lot of questionable baked goods in the last couple of days. Stuff that may or may not be expired. By the way, I don't know if, if this is interesting enough for the main show, but I was not joking when I texted you and, and that I had a dream about the pie cake and that you did the snack. We need to time. talk about that because it was like a day or two later when I finally signed back into the Patreon and saw that Jeff had done a snack attack on a pie cake. And, and I was like, all right, that that fucking text message from Kevin doesn't seem quite as strange as it did when I first, <laughs> when I first read it. By the way, Carl... All right. There's at least some context for why he was thinking about pie cake. And I had to rewatch that snack attack with Carl. She's a big fan. Carl should try making a pie cake. She, she was like, that seems too much. There's no way that many flavors going on at the same time can taste good. I thought it tastes really fucking good. Um, can she do it? Like, uh, that feels like a tough, like that. No, because she's she's made cheesecakes before, and they're fucking good. But she's like they're they're really tough. Like they're they're kind of a pain in, pain in the ass to make. Like there's a right. long sitting so, process. So I don't know the 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 whole process of like baking a cake, baking a chocolate pecan pie, and making a cheesecake, and then you know welding it and forging it, welding them together with layers of frost, <laughs> be, like a fucking brick layer. Nice with a nice vanilla buttercream. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yes, uh I am ready to go. Oh wait, I don't know where the Los, theme is. There it is. Ha. From Los Angeles, California, we're the mad scientist party hour. 